Mutiny Radio listener. You're out there. When you hear the trip music, you know what time it is. Time here on Mutiny Radio to talk about the universe of things. Um, some call me Tim. Here we are on Some Call Me Tim, a special Monday edition, coronavirus, Monday 16th of March. I'm joined by Pancake. Hello. Hi. So this is the show. Some call me Tim. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And we talk about why you don't kill yourself. No, other things. Uh, I have you look (laughs) deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus. And then I ask first, uh, do you believe in Jesus? Uh, Not this uh, caricature of Jesus that I see before me. Not this, uh, not this is like white stoner surfer Jesus, sparkle surfer Jesus. He's so airbrushed. Um, yeah. It's perfect. It th- this could be the cover of uh, a people's magazine. Oh yeah. Still. Um, and I wish they just, they put in the effort to make it sparkle on the covers. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if it was flat, and just what I see now. I have a, I have I, believe a, I have a, I have a beard fetish, and I think it all comes back to this Jesus world. <laughs> I think this it all comes back. Baby hair. It's like, yeah, just newborn. I want to stick my fingers in this little gosita and kind of grab it. Those lips, they're grab too rosy. Mm. Rosy lip Jesus. Piercing blue. So, do you think Jesus was the Son of God? He must have been. He must have been. Well, you believe in I miracles? Aren't we all the son of the, the daughters, children of God? Sure. I mean, if you if you bel- if you bel- I mean, depends if you think God is. We're all the children. <laughs> God hates us right now. <laughs> God hates no, coronavirus. He loves us so much. much he gave us his only begotten son and whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life john three sixteen. yep on the bottom of all of the in and out covers is in and out gonna close oh my god I an institution i need to go down to zavolf today and get all <laughs> the burgers <laughs> are they gonna close churches they already had closed churches the chicken spot oh and the Are house of worship. <laughs> they're gonna, you know what's funny is they're closing down the house of worship and they're probably keeping the chicken. Oh, man. Isn't that funny, though, if they're saying all essential jobs? Is working at McDonald's an essential job? Right. They're all. What is an essential job? Uh, you know, they should close McDonald's and, like, leave real food restaurants open. There's no sanitary team 
at every restaurant. There's no sanitary cleanup anywhere. <laughs> I don't know where. Well, but they're saying sanitation is is that um, essential. So, do you believe in heaven? Do I believe? Or in l- let me back up. Do you believe in an afterlife? So let's say COVID nineteen takes us all down. And I was very close to ego death when I took a drug that would give you the sensation, the same sensation that you would feel if you were dying. Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you want to do that? Because that's the end, right? It's a little practice run. We've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And... There's something. There's something after. I want to go ghost hunting so it can be, like, confirmed that, like, our energy is being so, is so real that it can stay in a place without any shape or form. And if that's true, then there's got to be something to... Then there's an afterlife. Yeah. I've seen ghosts. Or, well, if if there's no time, time is, is all time, is, is before and after simultaneously, then there's no afterlife, there's just life. Life. So, because they may have been in a body at one point but they're still inhabiting the space without their their, their vessel corp- their corporeal thaw form <laughs> um, yeah big big words from benjamin in the corner have you ever seen ghosts have you experienced have you experienced uh, you know of, uh, any of that you just you believe in it you want to find them but you've never seen them I before seen no but you can't see air you can see particles if you like have them sit still under a microscope um, we can look at light move we used a camera to take a picture of light particles moving through air so yes um, what was the question again? I was saying have you ever seen a ghost? oh um, no but I've experienced a weird happening, if I may. Yeah, please. My friend had moved to South Dakota into a small college town called Vermilion City. And, uh, well, I call it Vermilion City because it reminds me of the Pokemon, uh, the town in Pokemon, uh, the video game. Um, Vermilion is a word that means green, pretty. Oh. Yeah. It's a color, yeah. And um, it's it's a college town, so it's full of old people that are retiring or college kids and maybe families, small families. But um, the only people that would go out at night are college kids coming home from the bar, right? And I saw a couple instances because I was just off of a main street and um, some some things happened. I was only there for a month and a half, but I saw some 
really aggressive, toxic masculinity following uh, young, innocent, um, aspirational woman and, and having uh, the whole house like get this guy to, to walk the other direction for like 10 minutes or to just like wait for her to go, you know, home. Um, college kids, but um, it was like a mini Canada there. Everything was mostly peaceful. And so we left everything unlocked. Cars, doors, the houses, everything. One night. Alright, so we're going to listen to music because you're probably bored of me and Pancake talking. But we, I know it's fine. No, I'm saying them. I'm saying them, the people out there. It has nothing to do with you. Your microphone isn't even up. I'm just saying if you're listening to Mutiny Radio.fm, it's Some Call Me Tin, usually, where we talk about God and stuff. But, you know, we've been talking about that all day long anyway. So some music that isn't, you know, that doesn't suck. History, homie. You know we bought the hoes, clothes, and money's rolls to the table. No fucking doubt. Trying to manifest this shit. We the flyers, spin it to a hole, you know? Gangsta, nigga. Niggas better watch your back, it's so cold. Sneaking game shots, so act like y'all know. Bitches in heat for niggas that got dough. We the flyers, gangsta. What you don't got is my natural clothes. Counting out stacks and macking out hoes. Pushing big dicks and packing our chrome. Hercules, her 
Your leg torn off, whole head blown. I was selling bills before I sold a ringtone. The whole hood knew my number like Mike Jones. Yellow bone and she dancing in a pink thong. She asked me, can we make love with my mink on? I call my nigga plug, now nigga back on. Track the trailer full of strong, it's my backbone. I used to sell half an ounces out of trailer home. I seen friends turn to foes cause the paper gone. I had to cut the mama off, now we Some business. Go. I just bought my bitch a Bentley. Hold up. I'm 
mind, I bought my bitch a business. My wife said she worked 20 millies. We drive a Lambo through the city. I think I'm Rumbo with the semi.
Station Mutiny Radio. FM. This is the Flat Black Classic Show. All this plastic. It is flat and black and full of grooves I bought today. All of it was less than $20 for all of it. A lot of little records, a lot of big records. And uh, the Country Bear Jamboree from Disneyland is the big one because I spent a lot of time in there. So here it comes. Please donate money. See sometime. You hear? Yeah. Soon as I find a ladder, I'll be right up. Mm-hmm. Say hey, everybody. You're listening to Some Call Me Tim. We've been sort of in and out live today. We're waiting for your call, 415-550-0511. I was playing a, a little thing of me and Pancake that we recorded yesterday, but then I was like, let's play music, and then he took his phone away. <laughs> took his phone away. Here we are. Can't take a speed. phone call. Important phone call. I did. I took an important like phone call from my mutiny radio compatriot, uh, my buddy who basically without her the station doesn't exist. Uh, suggests she's the savior in my phone. She says suggest the savior. She is no because um, the station was falling apart and she was one of the people who was like I got your back and she's had my back for years and years and years and years. So can you put a number on it? More than five. Uh, since twenty, well, since longer than 2013, but since 2013, she's definitely, I couldn't do the station without her, so. Her and Richard Kiss are both, like, 
really, really important people that I never pay <laughs> that do it for free because they love it and are amazing Support people. Support the art. The, yeah, they're patrons of the arts for sure. So thank you. Shouts out to Richard Kiss, our tech in Las Vegas, and out to Suggest. He's out there in Oakland right now running the books and being awesome. And then I'm here right now with Pancake, yep. and we're keeping the phones open, 415-550-0511. Tell us. We just had a call. We just had a call. But we missed but it. But we missed it. Sorry. I was on an important call, and now we're waiting but to I hear from you. But I could take it if you continue to teach me. Oh, yeah. I'll show you. Whenever anybody calls back, I'll show you how to make that happen now. And it's number 20 here? It's Yeah, it's the one marked phone that we can't see because oh. the world is falling apart. And the entropy oh in the station is great. Um, it the station is actually the best um, symbol of entropy when people don't understand what entropy is, like kids or whatever, and you're trying to teach them science, and they're like, what's entropy? And usually they say, well, imagine a pile of sand, and as the sand changes over time, that's entropy. Well, that's not the best example. Best example is in this space <laughs> that things start out the way they are and then more people come in and then they don't restore things and things fall apart very quickly. So entropy is the scientific study of how things fall apart. Okay. And the station is a great symbol of that. Oh, I see now. Uh, of things starting out the way they're supposed to be and then falling apart. It's a symbol of entropy. And I try to maintain it, but it's almost like you're, you're holding a huge pile, like a sand dune. You're trying to pile it all together and keep the pile, but there's still pieces there's still entropy it's still going to degrade over time there's a spring cleaning oh in here yeah oh yeah. my god things that were art pieces have fallen by the wayside and and been destroyed uh some uh damage has been taken just looking around <laughs> yeah, yeah, the you damage. know people bump into the walls and the pieces are too low but the ceiling, hey, the ceiling's an untapped market. There we go. I could start stapling up there. This, um, There's a box behind us that's very scary, and it. I have a really great scar on my back from the third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival when there were too many people in here, and I was trying oh. to move behind people without asking for help, and those I took jagged. a huge gouge. Oh, I took a, a huge gouge out of my back, and I have got a great scar from it. And every time I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, the stew got me but it was it was a year where and it's it, and I was like I'm fine I'm fine and it still was bleeding and I still have a big you know mark on me but it, it's it's a reminder of how I need to ask I could have asked someone to move politely out of my way but I was moving really fast that's in the studio freaking people out that's how I got my back injury yep I didn't I didn't you know assert myself yep we were, we were we were the caregivers become the the care ease. Mm -hmm. Well, I've learned a couple of lessons this year. One, complaining is not asking for help. Two, mm. I have to ask for help before I need to complain. Yes. <laughs> Three. <laughs> I don't need anyone's help. I can do it on my own. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. That's the old Pam trying to. And I'm I'm also trying to learn how to not freak people out with my energy because it gets really ebullient and it scares people and I I've known that for many years, mm. but um now I'm trying to keep that 
keep the scary energy under wraps just, I've just to keep me going. I've been seeing you wear these uh, skeleton gloves. Because I'm freezing my ass off because their government is fucking with the weather. <laughs> no, it's I'm just the bay. It's just the bay. Hey, the bay's trying to heal itself. Tell us what you think, 415-550-0511. Are they messing with the weather callers? Are they messing with you? Are you okay? Are you alone in your house? Did they do the earthquake in Utah this morning? 5.7. Is God speaking to us now? I sure hope <laughs> that he's got something nice to say. Or uh, keep it to yourself, God. <laughs> you know? If you haven't don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself, God. Lock it up. Remember remember those old days? <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Oh, this is kind of a boring world. Those days are long gone. The words can break your bones now. <laughs> All the I fairy tales. In in San Francisco, they they put in this uh, plate. They, they put in place all these um, suggestions, heavy suggestions to stay home. Right? When did that happen? Two days ago. What was that? March sixteenth. Was that three sixteen? John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that anyone who should believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. What's the, uh, That's the Bible verse. Put that, Yeah, put that on a grander scale. Can you um, uh, interpret that in, in a way that, that makes it uh, ominous <laughs> or, or splendid for everyone? Well, I, also, I don't like the idea that one person is the savior of all unless you think of it – that we are all one person, uh, that we can only save ourselves. And then in that way, I'm okay with it. But I certainly don't like the idea that the entire structure of the world is based off one person that I don't necessarily know. Right. That's going to come and do some miraculous thing on a white horse. I mean, thanks, Disney. Well, we know the mind better, and we can find uh, people who would – use these times as um as a uh they, they could take advantage so i'm going to pull back the veil for the radio listening audience one of the things when you deal with microphones is mm -hmm. that inside of them is magnets kind of like icp how the fuck do they work but yeah. we at least know that when you you have to talk into the magnets if you do it like this like you are it doesn't it doesn't reach there you go oh. so you've got to point it i see there you go now we're now we're picking what you're now we're catching what you're throwing well, uh, the people who, who would take advantage in times like these can be found out at an earlier age and they can be helped. But we, you know, we, we were. I've lost you. What are you talking about now again? Um, we're talking about <laughs> banding together and taking care of each other. Oh. And not having uh, this separation, this uh, tribalism. You know, I don't know you. And I can't trust you. Right. Well, in these times, we have to trust each other. We don't want to be in the dystopian um, uh, m a movie setting of the w worst times, like the road. We can't trust anyone in those days. So In those fictional times. Yeah. How no, 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 I got it. Do people it. No, band it together sense. in times like this? Well, that's the question. Do people band together in times like this, or do they become more isolationist? And if they're forcing us to be more isolationist in our own homes and they're not letting us band together, what does that mean on a larger scale? Mm -hmm. 
Like, why keep? I mean, we have to keep people apart because of the virus, but is there a larger motivation for keeping people apart? And have they been planning it for a long time? Um, Ooh, am I I'm a huge... Well, I... The ominous. Why do we need an iPhone 10? The iPhone 2 is just as fine. It's, we've got to get more people to buy things. and A new car every year. we got to take resources out of the world and turn it into something so people can have everything they feel that they need. But how much do we really need? And when it comes down to times like this, like, what do you really need? And who are people, I guess it's who, who people are choosing to spend time with in these. We could rely on the basics. But my generation, we have to ask for permission for everything. We need approval. We haven't known anything for sure unless we looked at our phone right. and then we forgot what we were talking about in the first place. Well, that is a thing I've brought up about your generation is that we've culled critical thought from our society in that we used to be able to read texts and be like, I have a basic knowledge to, to weigh this information on. But now that information is also immediate and it just exists, and you're like, oh, that's true, that's false, this is real, this is Wikipedia, w like what are, what is the real basic knowledge? And I remember because when, when I went to college, we didn't have computers and they made us like read books. So the way I used to study for school is that I would take the reader and, and it'd be really thick. It'd be like, you know, a thousand pages or something. And I'd read the whole thing four times. Then I'd be like, yeah, I'm ready for the final. Ask me any question, I'll be fine. Because I read the material and I committed it to my brain and I learned it and I chewed it up and it was part of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's what happens with knowledge when you really imbibe it is that it becomes part of you. But now we don't have any of that. There's no one, even when you go to college now, because I taught college for a minute and they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't memorize anything. They don't even memorize their own work. Like when you're dealing with poets and like I was dealing with poets, everything comes back to like my own little insular thing. But they wouldn't even memorize their own work, and they just—and it's like if you don't have—if you don't value your own creative output, what do you fucking value? If you won't memorize and craft your own language, what the fuck, man? Anyway. No, you're right. So everyone's just a bunch of flocking iPhone screens, like getting all their information right now. What's going on? What's happening? And do we have anything to weigh this against? Is does anybody know anything about like? I don't know, history, are we the Roman Empire? We're here we are. Red and circus. We're on the precipice. Yep. Just waiting for our imminent doom. Well, I and weren't we all doing that anyway? Is this what else are we what else are we burning time for? We're all we're all like these little bags of skin and consciousness and we're all just burning time until we die and we used to burn time like doing important things like farming and making things and building houses and keeping shelter but now that all that's sort of a guarantee like what do we actually have to do and it's just burn time and it's interesting to watch people burn time right now like playing video games watching Netflix and didn't they are they got it all in place like there's enough Netflix that you could watch something forever mm -hmm. well we're supposed to consume consume not create. Don't create anything unless it's approved by the powers that be. Uh, but that's why um, 3D printers are cool. Super cool. And But they don't, like, push that on you. You have to go to, like, an art school, and you have to be, like, 
approved and all these things. M- well, but my friend went out of these, uh, on the outside of all these, and taught himself how to do all these things, um, m- making music. He, he just, uh, eBay is the best place right now. I'm sure, well, it was. It was. I remiss that window, but um, picking up used high-end equipment from the 90s, you know, to make m- music or make, uh, oh, in the last 10 years, so many things want to be thrown away. Like you said, new new models of everything, draw pads for 3D sketching. And um, B- back to the printing thing, that's very interesting. They were oh, yeah, 3D they were printing. S- they were studying that if you could use hemp to in 3D printers, that you could use that as a structure to then throw real human goo on it, and you could like 3D print kidneys. Oh, like because because a kidney is like a filter, right? So yeah, you could. There's all kinds of things that ostensibly, if you're using hemp as a base. And it can hold, like human stuff. You know, I don't. I'm not that smart. But they were studying it, so we. C- I mean, it'd be neat. But only rich people are gonna have access to that, like brand new kidneys that you just 3D print. Hey, I'm a kidney shot. 3D print me up with with your own, with your own genes or whatever, with your own human stuff, so that there wouldn't be any rejection issues because they it would be yours. They eat right. They don't need. They eat everything that is properly proportioned for their body. Because they have the best chefs and it tastes delicious. Well, I'm not talking about that scale of rich person, but like, you know, average rich people could have a 3D organ printed and they're yeah. going to live till they're 200 and <sighs> exciting stuff here. What is happening in work? Yank. You're not allowed in here. It's quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got <laughs> the suit. He's fully Sam's ready for the suit. apocalypse. Sam's got a suit. He's safe. That's nice. He can look cute in anything. Put the, ho- <laughs> put the hood on. Someone get that Ooh. TikTok going. Take a picture. All the kids did it. You know the dance. That's the new style. He's going to make the new <laughs> corona dance. Oh. It's done. It's happening here. I don't... Get I don't get all the people dancing in this time. Use a microphone. Oh, there were some out there, but yeah, you can infect us in here. It's fine. Oh, you took, oh, Peyton, you took your lights off? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how this one works. It's, it's. No, you can have it. Take it. Oh. There's. I'm still. Why I'm didn't you get wipes? We have wipes in the bathroom. Those are dry. You need to w- moisten them. I I don't like it when people leave those things open. You know, it just dries out. Like toothpaste. Toothpaste uncapped. Dries bone. Moisten. Moisten with uh, that that lead polluted water. God, I love the infrastructure in America. Call in. Let us know what you're griping about. Oh, we're talking about... uh, We were talking about entropy. The best parts. And then we were talking about... 
how all people are just burning time and that's all that's left because we don't have any subsistence anything and we don't have to really worry about being alive. All we have to do is about hoarding all this stuff that's already there. But we're just all burning time till we die anyway. So now, I don't know, all the things are in place that we don't have to, like back in the oldie times, you'd be there'd be no time to waste and you could just, you'd be making cheese right now. But instead, we're just burning time playing video games and doing whatever else. Vibe, learning all the new, vibe is like the new, I get you, it's, oh my God, I'm learning all the new language. George Carlin was right. Stop the creative thinking. Keep us. Oh, do you want my? Do you want my real theory? Of it? I actually have a. I, I have a real theory of how this has gone back years and years and years. So Tell I used us. to teach. I used to teach high school. I used to teach junior high and high school, and I saw it. I saw it in nineteen. Eat it. I saw. It. Uh, there's a eat nice. It. There's a knife. There's a nice. It's just. It's safely in the bag. Sam is tapping a avocado on the booth window. Well, it's. Avocados are the currency of California. And which knife is yeah, so I have, cool. I have cool. I have cool knives. Um, okay, so I taught school, and in 2000, 2001, actually, I stopped teaching school because I saw the incarnation of No Child Left Behind, and I saw it as the systematic calling of critical thought from our education system. I saw it coming. They took away critical thinking, and they started teaching to the test, and they did it for a whole generation of people. In the 2000s, we made them fucking stupid. And then I started teaching college at the like 2008 to 2012, and I had all these fucking idiots that we didn't teach, and they had no concept of critical thought because we specifically got rid of it. Because mm -hmm. we want dumb people to look at their phones and not know anything, so we can tell them whatever we want, and they say, "Oh yeah, that's okay," because they have nothing. They have no internal knowledge to make any choices based off because they have no concept of critical thought, and we did that. Yeah, but you're really smart, and you did critical thinking on your own, and not everybody does that, and so that's different. But, like, the majority of people right now are vapid as a pit of starfish, and mm -hmm. you can tell them anything, and they believe it because it's on their phone. They're like, oh, that's real. Yeah. If it's so in print, it is for sure real now. That's why I want to make a website that just says the most positive things. It, it's impossible, but it, it's from a news site. It's the most fantastic. A family of ten was rescued by a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all lies. There's spoons. It's so you don't cut yourself. There's spoons behind. Oh the yeah, dude, curtain. that's the leading Lift cause the of going to the hospital for millennials. I actually was thinking about that on the bus on the way here when I was thinking about knives because I had a knife. And I was like, that would be the worst thing to happen right now is to actually cut yourself pretty badly and have to go to the hospital and be like, but we have super glue here. And I mean, that's I, th I thought this all the way through. I was like, oh, my God, what if I cut myself opening, say, an avocado? This is and like the ultimate uh, workaholics episode wh where we could, could theoretically put on a show where we uh, are going through the apocalypse and we – we uh, improvise a cleaning, uh, uh, no, a sterile s way of getting to the hospital. Pause and write sketches. <laughs> okay. This is, no, except that, hey, welcome to my Wednesday. Every Wednesday from noon to four, I'm live online. But if you want to, yeah, hijack my show and write sketches, it's fine. Well, let's talk <laughs> about, uh, what are we talking we about? Talk about? Trump? <laughs> no, someone else should call in four one five 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 zero zero five nine nine. It's um, 
again. It's just a, for me. It's just a regular Wednesday. This is where I would be anyway. Talking talking to a person usually about God, but not today. Who's uh, your God? He's everywhere. Who's your God? I am my God. Oh, you know what <laughs> I was just thinking. Uh, comics are professional human beings because we experience life and then we relay it back to people who aren't living lives. Well, it's it's also that's the Shakespearean fool. It's the person that knows the most, but that nobody trusts hmm. to know it anything. But they're the ones. They're the the true, you know, minders of the knowledge. Mm. They're the one that can tell the emperor he has no clothes. The only person that can do that is the fool, oh. right? right? And they've been around, and it's and it's an archetype that's been around. Like, and you go, oh, they're the fool, but they actually know what they're s- saying. You can't have like, um, you have to have perspective to have humor. So. Everybody plays a fool sometimes. Yeah. Do you want to sing karaoke? No. <laughs> Not right now. Not in these times. You don't sing with the radio. You sing on the radio. I could. I Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Tell me what song you want me to sing. Oh. oh. <laughs> I have a list of them in my phone. Anyways, I have all the songs I always want to sing. Um. You right have a here, library of CDs. I just just keep things in my um oh what is the genres of cds i have i have all kinds of magic things i have in here um i have you have a turntable well we have youtube so we have access to all the karaoke from all time i actually have 52 karaoke discs here but i don't have the technology to play them anymore because they're all dvr so you can hear the music but you can't see the words because computers don't have that particular like in the early thousands i invested in karaoke you know yeah. <laughs> how it is. But I also have a computer at home that has like 3,000 songs. But that was before everything was available on YouTube, and it's just all there, so it doesn't matter anymore. Well, Everyone's a karaoke head. Pam, uh, do you know where the shortwave radio uh, antenna is? Somewhere in Oakland. It doesn't belong to me anymore. Oh. Stuck in the Middle with You. I want to sing that. Howard Jones, No One Is to Blame. That's one of my favorite ones. Sister Christian Night Ranger. I Can't Fight This Feeling. I think that's Boston. Those are songs m- more than his feeling, but um, I can fight this feeling. That's probably Chicago, actually. Um, what other songs do I have in here? Those are all. It's it's just jokes and songs that I want to sing. Sister Christian shows up again. Uh, just like my ballet teacher said, we always return to the bars. Mm. <laughs> That's a joke for going back to alcohol. I hate how things are like still normal online, but we're we're at a p- uh, we're in a heightened state of awareness right now, but we're all supposed to relax. Oh, I need a hero by Bonnie something or other. That's a great song. That's a good song. Um, Sam can vibe with that. Let's see what other songs do I have in here. Uh, we should. You can get on that. Twitter won't let me get past asking for my phone number. It wants my fucking phone number. Here's a here's a terrible people in Texas are evangelolocos. <laughs> evangelocos. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke that's in my phone. My phone is just a gross place of because it anyway, it's like me being drunk on the bus and I write myself jokes. Oh, nothing here. Um, <laughs> I think those are all my your cow ba- cancer steaks. You're brandishing so here's a, blade. a concept. 
here's a concept I wanted to get people to get behind. If we can, if we can make animals, gr- if you can grow like a human ear on a rat, why can't we just make cows grow stakes on themselves? Like, why don't we, Whoa. why do we have to kill the whole cow? Why can't we like put a little tumor growth on them that makes them have cow cancer oh. and they just grow a stake outside their body yeah. of their own stuff and then we cut off the stake and we eat it and we keep the cow alive because I like cows. I don't want to murder the whole cow just for a stake and we don't want all those parts of the cow anyways. Every day we get further and further away from God's plan. <laughs> With I would eat a cancer cow steak. Would you not eat a piece of cancer cow? No. If a cow grew no, a steak on its back? No, they can splice apples and pears together. That's enough. That is enough. They can't make grapes into watermelons. I would Stop. also, But I would also be willing if they took a rat and they put cow cancer on the rat and they grew a steak on a rat. I'm fine with that, too. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm even fine with, I mean, I would be willing to... Take out my IUD and impregnate myself for stem cells to help a friend. Like, if a friend needed fucking stem cells, I would definitely conceive something to specifically have an abortion to give my friend stem cells. Why not? No, you're right. You're right. At a point. To a point. For sure, we should be preserving the embryonic fluids when a baby is born so we can have um, someone... Uh, th- they can live longer throughout the rest of their life because we have their their specific fountain of youth. Oh, uh, turn turn his mic up. Oh, okay. Uh, which one is that? That's uh, no, eleven. Okay, that's two, I think. It has an on-off switch. It felt better that way. Okay, I have to find my. Oh, what'd you say, Sam? I'm getting serious. I'm getting serious again. I gotta put my hair back on. I still didn't hear it. Tennis elbow. Okay, tennis elbow. Stem cells. For stem cells, just in the stem elbow. Stem cells for tennis. Not for a heart, not for a liver, not for the large intestine. You know, every every day it gets gets closer to feeling like it. We should have the island with Ewan McGregor. Oh no, I'm really excited. This this whole um, I was thinking about. Willie Wan Johnson and the 5.7 earthquake in um, in Sa- Utah. In Utah. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. And I'm very excited because we're like on this fault line, and I feel like for a long time, California is just going to sort of become an island. We're going to break off from the rest of the United States. We're going to float out to sea. Oh we're going to have a moat between us and like other states and shit. Oh Johnny Depp's going to be our president because he's a pirate, and we're going to get all like the people to f- be on ships and like. And it's going to be great. I'm excited. And avocados will be our currency. That and entertainment, obviously. Huh? Huh? <laughs> well, because ho- Hollywood still exists. Yeah. I could meet my president. And, oh, my God. The world's going to change. I it already has. The wor- I can't, like, why isn't anyone? We can't. Oh, my God. Can Are you heating up your water? Can en- anyone render assistance? Still America. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. If you have to answer it, call uh, save us, Captain Planet. <laughs> super Super Captain Fitness, Planet Man. <laughs> oh my God, so sad. You know we're uh, not allowed to interfere with people who haven't met modern civilization. Have you? Um, 
sometimes I just can't. He just <laughs> keeps saying words. I'm like, what is he talking about? Word, yeah. Here, you won't. They don't want to use your oh. microphone anymore. <laughs> Since he's got the uh, the special suit that he's yeah. taken off, <laughs> and he's eating the brown parts of a banana without regard. Okay, what are you playing, Stan? You're opening Safari. First mistake, Internet Explorer. So there's things that have to happen before you, you know what I mean. Never and mind. YouTube. Okay. Uh, Pam. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Pam, call. where where do you go to uh, get your f- entertainment fix? Who what? Where do you go to get your entertainment? I read books. You read books. Most of the time. Candlelight, uh, fluorescent sunlight. No, yeah, on my preferred okay, lighting. Okay, so but before you do that, you have to turn off the other sound on the other thing. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Now. This is on the brink of the millennium. Great facts of this: the world's largest islands are still lost in the mist of time. Guinea is located north of Australia. Why and are we is watching over twice the size of Spain. The west is Third. a province of Indonesia. The east, the newly sovereign state of Papua New Guinea. Jean-Pierre Dupieux is a Belgian explorer well, and you ethnographer. Still call us if you Since want. 1973, um, he has I been part of the campaign to find the world's remaining isolated tribes and help preserve their rights and tribal lands. <laughs> no, this is perfect. <laughs> For centuries, the hill tribes of the Owen range People who are lived in away from civilization. Sam, you can use my microphone if you want. I'm not afraid of anything. All we can rely on is the basics. Go back to nature, everyone. Take some shrooms. Go back to nature. The Tulambi, a tribe that has never been in contact with the outside world. Jean-Pierre is skeptical, but decides to verify the stories about the Tulambi for himself. Jean-Pierre arrives at the village of Uya Uya, his first stop in his search for the Tulambi. Dupieux could end up spending months here. The helicopter may not return on schedule because the rainy season has already begun. Uya Uya is the home of the relatively sophisticated Uya Uya tribe. The explorers know they may be at risk of being caught up in a war. Since their contact with the outside world, the hill tribes have been fighting more frequently and more violently. The Papuan government in Port Moresby classifies sections of these highlands as fighting zones. (laughs) 
We hire porters to carry enough supplies to last the expedition for three weeks. But as usual, no one comes forward to carry the heavy box of thin stuff. The Oya Oya tribe were the first outsiders to meet the Tulambi. They say the Tulambi have never seen a white man or even the Western clothing adopted by these Papuans. If this is true, the Tulambi could be survivors of the Stone Age. In the lead is Allah, the regional government health official and language expert who first told the outside world about the Tulambi. Huawei, the village headman and guide, marches ahead of Jean-Pierre. At first, the going is relatively easy, but it doesn't take long before we find ourselves plunging through virgin jungle. It is not far, the porters keep saying, not far at all. Scores of tribes live in these highlands. Many of them had no contact with the modern world until the 1930s. That's when the first gold prospectors stumbled upon tribes of gardeners and wild pig breeders who dug at the earth with stone tools and lived in a way that anthropologists say had not changed in thousands of years. They thought the white men were either gods or their ancestors risen from the dead. On the heels of the gold seekers came the soul seekers, missionaries bearing Bibles, medicine, and a new God. Recently, the Port Moresby government has expressed concern over eager evangelical preachers pursuing tribes that are better off if they're left alone. Some of the tribes left their villages to move deeper into the bush to escape the missionaries. Once in a while, these refugees from religious zeal return to their traditional ways, only to be rediscovered and labeled as lost tribes. Until recently, the Uya Uya only knew of the Tulambi through the old stories. Things changed when headman Huawei found the Tulambi baby by the river that divides tribal territories. When he took the child back to the Tulambi village, two tribesmen returned with him to his own village of Uya Uya. It was one of the rare times that either tribe had crossed the river separating their territories. The Tulambis were spotted in the Uya Uya village by Allah, a government health official. He learned that the Tulambi were from an unregistered tribe that was about to be decimated by malaria. Allah's discovery was briefly reported in a local newspaper. Jean-Pierre read about it, and this expedition was born. Jean-Pierre wants to bring quinine, food, and vitamins to a group of people that if the reports were true, have never seen a wheel. The leeches that slip through our clothing and into our boots are the least of our problems. We have been struggling through this grim hell for days now. This is the worst I've ever seen. The Amazon is a kindergarten compared to this. Our spirits are low, 
It's raining harder each day. Day three of the trek to Tulambi territory. As they reach the top of the ridges, the expedition can hear the roar of the river they seek. As they plunge down into the valley, the sound vanishes. Four of my porters vanished during the night. They probably had enough as well. After four days, Kitiye and his team reached the river where headman Huawei found the Tulambi baby. So where do you think we are? Right, we are here. We are, we are here. If I turn my map, I think maybe we are here. If we follow this river, there is a bridge here, right a bridge crossing. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's going like this. Yeah? We got one block, one Yes. Yeah. It's a pole. Going it's like this. It's like an elbow. L'hélicoptère nous a déposé à Ouyaouya, le dernier endroit où un atterrissage était possible. The helicopter dropped us in Ouyaouya, the last place where landing was possible. We've been walking this jungle for two days. This position right here is ideal. A bridge is quickly built. Only Huawei is crossing to Tulambi territory. If Huawei finds this bridge, I have no idea what to do. If I do, the detonation
This up. It's called First Contact with the Tribe Kulambi. Kulambi. C O L C O U L A M B I. Kulambi. Bible. Experience with the ayahuasca will treat you better. I. You know, life's gonna go on. Human life's gonna go on.
too close to the screen. Yeah, but if, if everyone was like when I was in China, I looked like everyone because all the people were like, "Why white people like, whoa, because everyone looks Chinese on TV. <laughs> all the time. They never break character, not even <laughs> to take a shit. <laughs> I guess I was spoiled living in a melting pot. never went up to someone and I was like, hey, can I touch your teeth? They're different than mine. Hey, can I touch your hair? Different than mine. Your hair is always straight. Well, we do that to black people all the time. People touch black people's hair no, without permission. No, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. I don't do it to Asian do people. Their hair is so straight. Like right? Yeah, black person's hair without permission. Not just any black person. Is it like Stevie Wonder or something? Barack Obama. Got you got to touch Barack Obama? I popped a seal. Oh, that would have been so a story. Glad you're lying. My uncle uh, knows a guy who has a picture with him. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Knows a guy with a Sixth picture. Degree. Just a picture. Sixth he degree. photoshopped himself in, but he's a very talented <laughs> Photoshop artist. Uh, enough so that he actually got to meet the president. Yeah, he got invited to the White House. After the stall, I show him matches. He burns his hand as if he can't believe this is real fire. Oh, he shows him matches. This, this like is really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. You make fire like that? Wow. Oh, they smoke cigarettes? Do they know about this stuff? No, no, that's no, a thing in their nose. Yeah, that's a thing in their nose. After the stall, 
I show him matches. It's a coke straw. He burns his hand as if he can't believe this is real fire. This feels like a meeting in a time warp. Perhaps these two Lambies with their wooden spears and stone axes are the living ancestors of we who have learned to fly without wings, talk with the stars, and destroy our own planet. Oh. Wow. It is not a case of once bitten, twice shy. The bravest warrior wants to know more about the gift of fire sticks from one of the living dead. But he discovers the phosphorus on the matches tastes awful. He's like, let's fucking leave this place. Arsenic. The gift of instant fire seems to convince the Kulambi that Dutilieu, living dead or not, is socially acceptable, or at least is no immediate threat. With what may be one of the oldest gestures oh, of humankind, oh. the right hand, the weapon hand, is offered in greeting. And then he strokes and kind of, now you're creeping me out, bro. He's like, let me feel your dick, bro. Pop and appeal. He's like, damn, nice try, dude. <laughs> How do you work out? Planet Fitness? <laughs> Guys, if I may, I think uh, the planet needs to realize what's happening, and we need to do what's happening here. Uh, we need to stay where we are, and uh, ha maybe once every five years have a delegation to go uh, abroad and and move somewhere but the way that we're living now we can't just fly everywhere okay we have the internet so everyone hunker down we have the internet we don't need to fly everywhere stay where you are live uh, a f final flights home okay and then no one's going to another continent you got this. Can you entertain him for 10 minutes? I'm I, I got it. Clip. I'm going to unpause it. Yeah, don't unpause it. Don't unpause it. Well, you can't force me to. Okay. Well, who could resist? Anywhere else in the country, I was a bookie, gambler, healed by cops day and night. But here, I'm Mr. Sam Rothstein and running a casino. And uh, to me... Uh, that's like selling dreams for money. Oh, honestly, Pam, don't make me do this. <laughs> okay. If I if I unpause it, it's. I know. Well. I'm well. We're all we're all doing. We need a. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Do all the We're like technical totally lifting things. Back the veil. I can put on a uh, lifting the veil. Callers. Yes. Don't. Callers, don't call, call in for the next ten minutes. <laughs> but uh, get yourselves ready. Keep watching First Contact with the tribe Tulumbi. By. By minute. We're on part four. Part two. We're on, we're on part two of the English dub.
just um, let's play uh, the Strokes, Interpol. Let's play the Muse. Let's play Mars Volta. Ah, fuck that. I'm going to play some Bob Marley. I'm still going through my phase. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. Turn that shit off. I'm still going through your phase. Yes. Yes, I am. Chill out, everybody. Just wind down. Just find yourself an island out in the sun. And uh, get out there. Enjoy it while you can. Smoke what you got. Because there's no more shipments coming from abroad. Hey, start planting things if you're able. Plant your things. Because you're going to have to start growing your own things eventually. Don't forget to give us a call, 415-550-0511. Don't forget about us.
try to be in charge and think about the good of everyone, thanks for doing that. And I hope that everybody keeps sort of that communal idea. And I don't, I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist and believe that the time to cull the thoughts of liberal America by shutting down the Bay Area, because that's the hubris of, you know, oh, we're so, our thought is so important as socialists and liberal weirdos that could, do we actually have an effect? Oh, we have so much of an effect that they would try to shut it down? See, that's where the conspiracy theories come in. Anyone who knows Alex Jones, tell him to call us toll on 555-0511. You too. Call us up. Boys are being crazy on the corner, and I don't necessarily agree with that. <laughs> they are not speaking for me or for Mutiny Radio. They're speaking for everybody on the corner. So, And I guess they're TikToking because that is really important to the kids these days, TikTok. Okay, cool. Everything's going to be okay. We'll keep creating ephemeral documents of thought and pride creating and reading people. Let's uh, let Rick and Bob Marley convey some shit. And uh, give me a call, please. Call on 
You're gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Just saying, it. I mean, we were all. We're all. Every time we're born, we're facing death from the moment we're born. So we're still facing the same mortality we always have been. So, I mean, I guess it's scary for some people to think about it for the first time in a long time, but. Us stand-up comedians have been thinking about killing ourselves for years, so we're like very in touch with. <laughs> Thank God, fifty-one fifties don't work anymore, right? Just kidding. Um, no, I mean thinking about your own mortality isn't that just part of life? And like, what is? Why does? Why do all those religions exist and stuff unless we have an immense and crippling fear of death? Mm. No, four one five 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 zero zero five one one. It was a buffalo soldier in the heart of America, stolen from Africa, brought to America, fighting an arrival, fighting for survival. I mean it when I Kevin Quigley's gonna call in. That's exciting and fantastic. Yeah, four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Please call in. And uh, we're here and hanging out, getting deep or not, whatever. Just hanging, out, keep being alive. Yay! I was just telling the radio listening audience that this is no different than any other day for me because I'm constantly facing my own mortality and feeling like I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to die any second of every day. So this is like nothing. This is just like any other fucking day. We're the artists. We suffer for everyone more because we're the conduits and we burn out quickly. We, we have um, the main line to the universe and we... Um, 
we we give it back to ourselves but um the powers that be are so good at separating us and keeping us fearful of separating ourselves from from the status quo and being different and being in touch with the divine as opposed to being in touch with the status quo. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, good. When I thought I got when you. You're done I'm catching what you're throwing. When you're done at work, The kids say just I'm go vibing home. with you. Yeah. When you're done with work, just go home and watch TV. And then and then let me show you some commercials for the next thing you can buy. I used to be that person. No, I used to be like, I used to work in a corporate job and come home and watch TV till I fell asleep on my really nice couch that I bought and, you know, and... And then on the weekends, I'd have big parties because I'd go to Costco, and the joke was like, oh, my God, when you go to Costco, you can't get out of there without spending $100. Am I right? It's just so hilarious. And it wasn't a joke then. It was like a true thing. Like, all I did was spend money and drive my Lexus around and fucking watch TV and figure out what I was going to buy on the weekends and what, you know. But you broke free. (coughs) You separated yourself from the norm. Yep alienating yourself sometimes yeah definitely when you walk away from a cult everyone you know every your whole support system is shunning you and treating you terribly well you're actually doing the right thing for yourself if you walk away from these kinds of oppressive things (laughs) what are we gonna say what are we gonna say pam nothing i forgot my thought walking away from a cult Walking away from a cult. Yeah. Well, it just, mm, it's hard to, it's it's hard to have money and then leave it. It's hard because you, because all, you can see all the stuff and things that money can provide. But then sometimes it's like your economy just gets different. And like I've always, I, Aaron Atkins called me, like, I love cheese, which is why if I nanny for people, I make sure they have at least nine kinds of cheeses in their cheese drawer. Oh, jeez. Because, no, I'm not nine. Nine oh, is geez. great. That's <laughs> when I'm like, oh, my God, I want to work for these people. Right. But there's, you know, there's the things I used to be able to buy for myself that I don't have access to anymore. So I've found access in different ways to the things that I still like. Oh. I well, really like expensive wine. But pro- props to you. You've found a way to usurp um, living the lifestyle to still have the, the taste that you acquired fulfilled. Well, and now it's there's no point in it anyway because you could give me Charles Shaw and I'd be like, oh, this is great wine. I can't taste any wine anymore. It's all memory. It's if you tell me it's good, I believe you. It's, oh. it's the cat food thing. You could feed me cat food and I'd be like, oh, this is great. If you told me it is what whatever you said, I'd believe you. Stinky cheese and uh, that fermented fish that comes in a can that when you open it, you stain your house with that smell. I. It wouldn't matter. A durian, you could bring in one of those fucking freaky ass things from another country that smells like dead people, and I'd have no idea. There, not nothing. There was something. Everyone kept saying something smelled dead. <laughs> in this one place, I was hanging out a lot at. I don't want to badmouth them. Okay. Everything's fine now, but <laughs> um, I didn't smell it at all. Yeah. Mm. Sam looks like he's gonna go paint a really expensive house. <laughs> Speaking of, we need uh, carbon monoxide detectors uh, up to up to date, everyone, and everyone listening and everywhere that I visit. Uh, I guess I'll just buy my own and bring them to the places that I frequent, and because um, I I'm tired of <laughs> getting car- uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. 
in uh, on surprise. Well, see, that's fun. It's almost like getting nitrous. It's like getting whippets without your knowledge. You know, you start getting high and you don't know what's going on. You're just like, <laughs> I feel like I got to pass out right now. This feels good. Hell yeah. And so thanks for the free high. Yeah, but I'm saving our lives. Right. From a, a pleasant send-off. It is so pleasant. To, you know, a co- when you're about to slip into a coma, it feels so right just I've to fall asleep. I read the Jack London stories about the guy who dies. He's freeze. He, he doesn't listen to the – it's a man versus nature story, and he's out, and then he loses his last nap. He gets a fire going finally, and then this poof, this thing it melts. He, he does a fire under a tree, and then the heat from it melts the snow so that it falls on his fire, and it kills oh his fire. No. And then his dog – like, there's all these signs that Jack London plants throughout the story of ways that he could have not died. And you don't know that he died until the end, but he's – because he's so happy, and he just, like, floats off. And then you get the perspective of the dog at the end because the dog lives. Because oh. the dog buries itself in the snow, which is the no. fucking – it's like the um, Han Solo trick, you know? Oh. Um, Did it describe that? Han Solo didn't have to cut open the Tauntaun to put Luke – Skywalker inside of it to save him to keep him warm he could have just buried himself in snow because you create like a little like your body snow can actually insulate you if you're in it oh and yeah so you make yourself a little snow tunnel it's a, it's the trick the dog was supposed to teach him but well, the guy wasn't listening to the dog have you ever read that Jack London story no it's like I don't know it's a, do- short story. a dog it's really has good. fur to uh insulated right and snow is itself very insulating exactly when you're in it um, so you have to just build yourself a little snow cave yeah. and then and then he would have survived but he didn't so anyways well. jack london oh the things we learn from reading yeah everybody go out get the collected works of jack london they're really really good it's in a big big fat book and he lived here and lived in oakland that's why they call it jack london square and there was a bar that he liked to frequent and he would go up to Napa all the time and hang out in weird hot springs and shit. And yeah. He was like a notorious drunk. He was actually super interesting. He tried to sail all the way to like Papua New Guinea or something. And it was him and his lady. And they didn't make it. <laughs> well, they were alive or whatever, but they, they, didn't, they couldn't survive. The trip was longer and more different than they imagined. So, but he fancied himself like an explorer like that shit, you know? Yeah. Jack London. Yep. Pioneer, yeah, great writer. Yeah, he has great stories. I One of my first authors, I really connected with. He has a hut, like in in Jack London Square in Oakland, like at the pier of um, Jack London Square in yeah. Oakland. Yeah, right next to Alameda. Alameda, just build a moat, and you can keep out the riffraff. It's true. It's impossible to get there. There's there were some comedy shows out there, but I never get to Alameda because. You have to go under or over. There's no park doesn't go there. There's no transport. There's buses. Ugh, but that's such a pain in the ass. Like, I'm going to take Bart from – what? and then what's the reason to go to Alameda? It's like, I don't know. You have a scooter. Yeah. Um, there's no – I feel no reason to ever go there. <laughs> Except for, the, like, the one cool comedy show that once every – anyway, doesn't matter. There's no more comedy. It's dead. So Bart is not running. Right? No, Bart's running right now. No way. Yeah, Bart's running and Muni is still going. It's just a ghost town on on the Muni buses and the whatnot. And everybody really should, like, you know, uh, listen to the people stay home. I'm 
again, I'm only out because I don't connect with any old people or children. And I've already been in this space, and it's kind of like a residence, and I'm not really – and media is important. And you should give us a call, 415-550-0511. We heard Kevin Quigley was going to call. See, that's the thing. That's entropy is right what's in front of you. I just did those chords yesterday and made them all not suck, and now they're all jumbled up again. So it's just entropy, how everything just moves around. And Anyway, here we are, Mutiny Radio. Entropy is upon us. Um, and, uh, yeah. It's not the end of days. Let's have more hope. I think, um, I think we're buying into it and we're feeding it. So let's not, let's not continue the cycle. I want to have, uh, a little spring cleaning of our emotions right now. Well, it's actually not a bad idea if people are trapped in their homes to fucking clean them. Like, <laughs> you haven't been there. Hey, I, I'm, I live in San Francisco. That means my, my living room is a bar. My bar is closed. So once you're in your own home, it's like, oh, what do you do? Clean your house. Go. It's it's springtime. Get, get that Dyson out. Get high and clean your house. Yeah. And, you know, bake some bread. I don't know. That, those are the things I do. Like. <laughs> or, yeah, well, yeah. Make, craft, um develop are you uh, working on your novel work on your novel yeah yeah well you work that out work on the novel 2020 the year of creativity or support the artist and all that i would hope so now it's forced upon us and we have to talk to each other through strange through four one five 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 zero zero five one one or um you know there's so many ways to talk now pam we could see each other's face I know. I don't do FaceTime. I don't like – that's the thing. I don't – I just don't like the future. I, I know it's not the future. It's now. People FaceTime. People like video. People want to see things. How natural is it to I observe don't. someone? I don't. And see their face. I like to listen, and I like to read. I like to be – I don't – I'm just an old-timey lady. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So you don't look people in the eye. I know, but that's I look people in the eye absolutely. When you when you're on the phone, you don't you close your eyes, and you you. Uh, well, I can't see people on my phone anyway. So and I don't really talk on my phone very much, honestly. I. The only time I talk on the phone is like to people here at the radio station. I don't have long conversations with people on my cell phone. Like, why would I do that? Mm. I, I don't know. In seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead parasites? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dear, before they tell you how to get improvements. 
No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8?